1: Hey guys! What's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, Bitcoin dumped. It has dropped quite a bit now, about $5,000 in the last 24 hours. A lot of you guys are kind of getting a little freaked out. You know, Bitcoin just dropped from 42000 down here to around $38,500. We were pushing as high as forty-three yesterday. In fact, we even saw a small short squeeze that propelled Bitcoin up. It tested resistance and it rejected from that resistance. In this video, we're going to be talking about the reasons why Bitcoin just underwent a major dump. We have a lot of of them, Then we're going to be looking at the technicals, the on-chain, and the market analysis to try and come to a conclusion about where Bitcoin is going next so that we can make the most out of this buying opportunity. I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, T.A. Tim. How you doing, Tim? Illustrious. That's, uh... Illustrious.
2: Quite the intro. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, though. Had a, had a good morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very I'm very ready for the show today. I'm I, I want to shout out everyone in chat who hates us. We love you. Uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're watching the show. <laughs> uh, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride. And, you know, uh, I love when we see diverse opinions in chat. I'm looking forward to it. I will say... I want to stay. we do not have any problem with people disagreeing with us. However, let's keep chat respectful today. Please, everybody, we still want this to build a community aspect that is uh, is not toxic and ridiculous. So, Absolutely. just letting you guys know, we do not want to time out anybody or do anything like that. But let's keep chat respectful today. But that being said, feel free to
1: disagree with us. Boom sauce. Well, Kelly, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing?
3: Oh well, I'm doing excellent. You know, we're getting a lot of craziness in the market right now, but uh, it's these crazy times that 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 you know forges champions. So if you're still sticking here through the through the thick and the thin here with Bitcoin and the crypto market, uh, I'm proud of you for one. And all I can say is, just like they say, uh, HODL stands for hold on for dear life. Uh, and sometimes that that's what the market makes you feel like you're doing. But uh, I'll echo exactly what Tim said. Let's let's really try to make sure that we uh, build the community of of love and respect. Sh- Share your opinions if you have something that disagrees or if you're questioning a, a call that's made but uh, try to keep it positive and uh, if you would we'd really appreciate it if you if, if you're new to the channel to hit the su- subscribe button tick the little bell yeah. and uh, press the like button keep uh, keep us floating here through the the youtube metaverse
1: yes indeed number one technical analysis show on youtube coffee and crypto we go live 9:30 eastern uh, every single weekday we got so much to talk about but I am joined by our wonderful technical director and producer, Smay. How you doing, Smay? Did you forget? I did no. not forget. Oh. You. Okay, all right. Best class. Sure. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right,
0: all right. I just thought you like. It sounded like you were about to move on, and then you just. No, so I was just saying. It's all right. To the it's all right. But I would like to take this opportunity right now because I am the winner of
1: the. Guys. That's hilarious. I am the winner. Good job, man! Good, I'm jobs, gonna man. good job, Smaggs. Congratulations.
0: Every single one of our grandmasters today, the names that are on the Hoddle trophy. Uh, but we had some new ones. We had some people who upgraded their membership, so I want to make sure I'm getting everybody. So I'm right here, pull up the page. Right here we have Tom Wilkes, Screwhead, Joshua Woodruff, Adam Rourke, Dennis Bizarca, Daniel Walton, Rick4962, Edward Hess, and Matt C. You guys are the illustrious grandmasters, and we love you guys, and also... Uh, a little side note, guys, uh, Why Bitcoin, episode Ooh. four. This one, I have to say, this one is my favorite episode. Can we? Hear, this can one we, is
1: my favorite episode. Can we hear the name of it, or do we have to wait? Yeah,
0: yeah I'll tell you the name okay, of it. Okay, what is I'll it? I'll tell you the name of
1: it. Why is it? The
0: name of it is <clears throat> Why Bitcoin is Actually Good for the Environment. Hey! And i tell you what, it is actually, like, this video is one that I connected to the most, and I really liked it, so this video is a great video
1: everybody so, make sure to go ahead and tweet at elon musk why bitcoin is good for the environment yeah. coming out should be coming out at 6 p.m 6 eastern, p.m 6 p.m eastern, eastern guys time. why bitcoin is the series that we produce that helps you to go and evangelize the good word of bitcoin and cryptocurrency to all of your friends and family and community so make sure to check out that playlist over on our youtube i'm going to go ahead and jump right now onto an article over on cointelegraph called three wildest theories explaining 500 <laughs> billion dollar cryptocurrency market crash if you didn't know bitcoin dropped between $300 and $500 billion, depending on where exactly you measure it. And Cointelegraph proposes three major reasons for why that occurred. After we look at this, we're going to jump straight into our market pulse, take a look at the top 100, et cetera. U.S. inflation measures. The consumer inflation in the United States has hit record highs in the upcoming FOMC, Federal Open Market Committee. A meeting set for January 25th to the 26th is expected to announce new interest rates. Fed is expected to raise interest rates thrice this year. That is the first time I've heard that use, that word used unironically in a while. That's a good word thrice this year with hikes going from 0.25 percent to as high as 1 percent by EOI end of year. Many market pundits believe the growing concern around inflation added to the thing I can't say led to a sell off on Wall Street. And by the way, a sell off did happen on Wall Street. If we look at the S&P 500, you will see that we've been dumping ever since about the 5th of January. If you're coming from the stock market. 7% is a massive correction coming into the stock market, into the stock world. Bitcoin has dumped, you know, 12% in the last 24 hours, but that's just the way cryptocurrency works. Federal Reserve uh, raising interest rates is a double-edged sword. One, it's a good thing because if the interest rates remain this low, it's going to allow inflation to continue running rampant, among other things. But the issue is, whenever you start to raise interest rates, you run into the issue of it paralyzing and scaring the economy because it's harder to get money because your loans cost more to pay back. If you don't understand the way that this works, I'll break it down briefly and then we're going to keep moving on. The Federal Reserve has something called the federal funds rate. All the central banks and all banks around the country take Federal Reserve dollars and they pay the interest to the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve basically sets the baseline interest rate that every single other major lending institution in the country uses. So they all have to add two or three percent on top of that to make profit off of their interest rate. So the banks are actually just a middleman for getting money from the Federal Reserve. So whenever they raise interest rates, it actually raises interest rates across the board, makes it harder to get money for loans. And that typically in the Keynesian economic model that we live under right now causes a little bit of economic fear. It's a very good thing. We need interest rates to go up, but that doesn't mean the markets like it. On another concern, we also see Bitcoin's growing mark correlation with Wall Street. A lot of people are talking about how Bitcoin is decoupled from Wall Street. That is simply not true, at least at this moment. We're going to be looking at a couple of tweets. In fact, I'll just show you one right now. Over the last 24 hours, you can see Kevin Svensson here has posted what the the SPX and Bitcoin are doing together. This is about the last 24 hours, excuse me. They are running absolutely in parallel, perfectly in tandem right now. There is a lot of correlation coming in from the stock market that is leading, in my opinion, to this dump on Bitcoin. And then there's also this. Another theory that seems to have gained traction is a recent report from the Central Bank of Russia demanding a blanket ban on crypto mining and trading. We're not gonna have time to go into this story today, but this is something that people are saying may have an impact on markets. And speaking of Russia, we're not gonna we don't go into politics on this channel, but everybody probably already knows about the situation on the Ukrainian border that is not very helpful for the for the global markets that has led to fear in the global markets if you don't know what I'm talking about this is not a political channel you can look that up on your own but there is some you know there are some things going on in Eastern Europe right now that are leading to the markets having a little bit of fear in them and then we're also seeing that uh, pour over into Bitcoin at least that's what I believe is going on but now let's go ahead and take a look at the actual markets themselves rather than just looking at reasons why they may have dropped and we're going to continue doing that throughout this entire show but I just want to show you where we are and where we may be going Bitcoin is down 9.1 percent over the last 24 hours, Ethereum down 12% over the last 24 hours, Binance down 10%, Cardano down uh, 13%, Solana down 15%. Everything has dropped quite significantly across the board. And if we look at the last 24 hours, it's actually really funny right now. You uh, see USDC, Magic Internet Money, Frax, all of these cryptocurrencies are pretty much all stable coins of some kind. You have to go down to the 11th coin Celsius network to find the first largest quote-unquote gainer that is not a stable coin, and it's down 3%. So, literally, the entire top 100 of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is down. It's funny, we're going to do a little bit of altcoin analysis here in a little bit, but the reason that it's funny is because the altcoins all say the exact same thing. They're all bottomed out on the Bollinger Bands. RSI is at a local low. You're seeing the MACD is probably bearish, or it's about to cross bearish, and it's probably at a low. The entire cryptocurrency market Market right now is running in tandem so the simple fact is this market is in a drop this market is dumping that is not something that I am worried about I want to make a point real quick and then we're gonna read a couple of super chats if we have any here's the deal guys Bitcoin dropping is not something that we should be scared of Bitcoin dropping is something that we should actually be excited for you might be thinking Jeb, what in the world are you talking about why would I be excited that Bitcoin is dropping let me add something else to that if you're angry about the fact that Bitcoin is dropping or you're scared that Bitcoin is dropping or you're heavily emotional that Bitcoin is dropping. First of all, I get it, I really do. I've been in the market for five years. I've witnessed some crazy drops in my time. But that's a good thing too, and we're gonna be breaking down exactly why as soon as this intermission is over. But let's go ahead and see what chat is talking about.
2: Well, we have one super chat from Tom Wilkes, who says, hey, happy Tom. to support this channel and appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much, Tom. As far as chat, as we mentioned, you got a lot of got a lot of different opinions. I've seen different price predictions thrown out, uh, saying we're going down to 20,000, and someone here said 32,000. Uh, and this is definitely something we're gonna talk about a little bit later on in the show, yeah. with the options of what really could happen. Something I do wanna point out, I can't not find where it is, but here's another question that we've been asking for a while, and I'm sure everyone in crypto is kind of getting to a point where they disagree, but they want to know what the answer to this question is. Jeb, what would you define a bear market versus a bull market? Sure. I saw an interesting opinion. I want to hear what you think about it. Absolutely. Someone said a bear market is when long-term HODLers start to sell. We're not seeing that, so therefore, this is not a bear market. What are your thoughts about that take, and what are your thoughts about how what you would define a bear market?
1: That's a very good point. I think it's a little bit more broad than that, but I think you're definitely in the right direction on that. My definition of a bull market and a bear market is a prolonged period of contraction or expansion. And what I mean by contraction or expansion is investors coming in, excuse me, investors and liquidity. So investors and money coming in or out of the space. Over the last uh, two years, basically, we have seen a continual pace of new investors new money new institutional developments coming into the space. That's not what you see during a bear market. You see money leave the space, hence why the price drops. Now here's the thing that might trip people up. You might look at the at the total market capitalization, you say it went to 3 trillion dollars, now we're under 2 trillion dollars. We've lost a trillion dollars in market capitalization if not just a little bit more. That must mean we're in a bear market, right? Because money's flowing out. <laughs> not necessarily all the money that flowed out of Bitcoin is either one sitting in stablecoin, not all of it, but a lot of it's either sitting in one stable coins two it's sitting on the side in actual cash reserves three it is moved into other metaverse projects and four a lot of that market capitalization that we saw come into the cryptocurrency space a year ago never belonged there in the first place it was hype it was hopium it was people trying to get rich quick off of stable coins so here's my point A bull market is defined by a period of expansion of the retail base of the institutional base, if there is one, in the history of Bitcoin. There hasn't always been an institutional base, but now there is. We'll look at that and the amount of volume and volatility, volume volatility and actual uh, interest, and you know all these other metrics flowing into the space. All of these metrics are growing. That's why we are still bullish. That's why you still hear me say, guys. Bitcoin is not in a bear market. That's not me trying to tell you something that, that's not me trying to sugarcoat the truth for you. I've run this channel during a bear market back in 2018. I said the whole time, We're in a bear market. I said, okay, it might end soon, but it's in a bear market. I am not scared of that phrase. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to mislead you because all of the on-chain, all of the metrics tell us that we are in a bull market. And here's another reason why. I was at the North American Bitcoin Conference uh, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. Met about There are 5,800 people there from the cryptocurrency community. Met hundreds of you guys, including Tom Wilkes, who just super chatted. Not one person there cared about the price. Not one, not one person. I'm kidding you not. I did not hear about the price one time. That is how I know we're not in a bear market because if the bear, if the bear market was going on, the people that are the industry execs would be talking about it and they're not. They're as bullish as ever. This is a drop, this is healthy, and this is a time that you could be considering buying. Could it go lower? Absolutely, it could go lower. I'm not talking about a trade. I'm talking about if you're planning on buying and holding Bitcoin to 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 thousand dollars and you get in at $38,000 and it goes down to $34,000, are you really going to care when it goes to 500 k You're not going to. So that's my take.
2: Yeah. Uh, we have a couple more Super Chats came in, but even that, I know like the, the stress right here that people are wrestling with. If you can look at this from a long time frame... This is where there's nothing scary. But again, I think a lot of people are looking here on the hourly charts, the four hourly charts. They're they're really they're trading constantly and they're very concerned. Like man, like I'm down, like my, my trading portfolio is in the red. Like if you did uh, if someone did leverage trading, they might have, they might be very close to being liquidated. They might be if they entered a long position. Uh, I know that's where there's a lot of fear. Yeah, there is. The good thing to remember is calm, calm down, breathe, zoom out because you're in doubt right now. So I don't need to say if in doubt, zoom out. You're in doubt, zoom out and breathe, recollect and then make your decision. And if you still think we're in a bearish market, sell. If you think we're in a bear market, sell. That's. We want you guys to decide for yourself what you want to do. Don't just listen because Jeb still thinks we're in a bull market, or I still think we're in a bull market, or Kelly or anyone else in chat. Inform yourself on what you think and then make your decision. So the other super chats we have, we'll read through a couple of them and then we'll jump into more Bitcoin. And today's a heavy Bitcoin day, so lots of it. Uh, the guy's name is F, all right? F said they manipulated the price lower so Turkey can get in at a good entry point.
1: Uh. I don't know, I mean... I would need some evidence of that, but yeah. maybe. I mean, you never know. There, are, there, is manipulation. there is manipulation in the space. By the way, guys, if you're enjoying today's show, smash that like button. Thank you so much to the 3,000 people watching live. We come live at 9.30 Eastern every single day. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you so much.
2: Mike Markle uh, said, I'm who's one of our members said, I'm stressed but blessed, and this feels like a good drop. I'm going to buy and stack. Thank you guys so much for mm-hmm. sharing your outlook.
1: Yep. As uh, Ryan Utter- Utterback just said, calm. Breathe and buy. That's exactly Damn. what I think we ought to do right now. If you're holding long term, again, I'm not trying to say buy for a trade. I'd, we're going to get into whether it's going to go up or down in the next two days in a second. But as far as investing, I think now's a good time.
2: You mm. got a couple more here. Uh, Desert Crypto ETH said don't trip by the dip and hit the like. Don't trip. Let's by freaking the dip
1: go. There we go. Exactly. Guys, don't trip by the dip. Kelly, I want to bring you in for just a second. Then we're going to get moving. What are your thoughts, my friend, on the sentiment of investors right now? Should people really be just staying calm and buying or are we going into a bear market? Like what's your opinion of where we are right now?
3: Well, honestly, I think it's right in line with exactly what uh, the entire premise of the the Bitcoin space has been this last year, uh, it, this last full bull cycle from having having to now. The more and more, and we've said this before on the channel, the more and more we get larger uh, institutional money and, and big money in the space, uh, There, there is a bit more, I don't want to call it even manipulation because I feel like that's such a uh selfish and i'm a victim sort of term at the end of the day and we've said this before anytime we make a purchase or we we make a sale ourselves whether it's 0.01 bitcoin or 100 bitcoin it doesn't matter your level you're manipulating the market and at the end of the day everybody's in this market to make money on their investment or trade and make profits on their trades so uh we first we need to get out of that victim mentality and 2nd everybody says, Oh yeah, uh, yeah, there's a few, I don't want to name names, but there's a few people in chat every day. They're like, we're, we've been in a bear market since November. Can't you see, we're just in a bear market. Well, at the end of the day, uh, when you're looking at macro trends and midterm cycles uh, there are, there are interim bearish trends that happen on a macro uh, in, a, in a macro environment. and And, and in all reality, when you're looking at a larger time frame it's really just a pullback and i really think what's happening right now and i i spoke with was speaking with tim about this before the show you know and we've said this before the price gets whipped both directions you know we're flushing out people we're flushing out uh, shorts uh, this this last uh, little run-up that we had to 43k everybody's so excited about and in reality there's, there's no real cause for excitement until we get above the 52 level uh, because that's, that's not even breaking out of this downward trend. That's just, that's just showing confidence in a, a trend reversal starting, uh, you know, basically a trend reversal going back into a, a midterm uptrend, but we're shorting out those or we're, we're squeezing out the shorts and then everybody goes long they squeeze those out. It goes down. So it's basically this whip back and forth, getting everybody to, and I think you'll pull it up here in a, in a, in a second uh, getting to that point where it's ultimate depression and fear and anger uh, to where everybody is unhappy. And, you know, when everybody gets unhappy, that's when we find the spring and, and Smee called it beautifully the other day with the 38 K level, Tim called it yesterday. My daddy even texted me about it last night. He said, Tim nailed it. You know, we had the runoff up and even with the run-up, he was calling for the 38K. And if uh, everybody that calls us bears, I don't or uh, perma bulls, I don't think you're really listening to all the content that we're sharing on this channel. What we're really sharing is the fact that all the metrics are suggesting that the bullish sentiment or the bullish underlying factors are are going to prevail because at some point the dam's going to break. Because when you have so much underlying bullish pressure, at some point it's going to push through uh, and overwhelm. Any sort of selling pressure that's there, and if you go and check out on my Twitter, even I think two or three days ago, I also tweeted. You know, I do think that, uh, and I projected a date sometime around the 25th of January uh, that before we actually have the spring to go up, I do think we're going to touch the 38K level. And so we're saying all these things and we're relaying all these things, but although there are some bearish targets and some bearish action that's happening, it's right in line with everything that needs to happen to fully get that healthy, bullish, controversial.
1: Absolutely, my friend, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and jump now onto the actual Bitcoin TA. I know you guys are dying to see what Bitcoin is doing. So let's go ahead and do just that. We're going to start out here on the BLX Brave New coin liquid index for Bitcoin and we're gonna take a look at the last 12 years together my friend shall we do it let's do it in the last 12 years On the log chart, we're not on the linear chart because it wouldn't work, but on the log chart, there is a line that has been in play ever since the very beginning. Let's go ahead and look at this line, this trend line. This trend line roughly goes all the way back to about May and June of 2011. Then we scrub it forward and we find that this line was acting as support here and resistance here. We look even farther forward. And during this time in October and January of 2015, we used it as support. We even tested it and used it a little bit as resistance, moving even farther forward up here in 2017 we use this line as support moving farther forward resistance resistance this line just continues finding use and as we see more recently we have seen this line be used as support and resistance again the thing i want you to know about this line is that the market spends time above it and the market spends time below it. And there's actually not really any correlation between whether it's above it and below it or in a bear market. For example, during this time, we spent most, most of the time we were below this line, we were actually in a bull market. And a lot of the time that we were below the line over here, we were actually in a bull market also. When we were in the bear markets, as you can see right here, we were actually above this line. So I'm not drawing a correlation between bull market, bear market, as far as being everything down here is bear and everything up there is bull. That's not really the case. But this trend line is pretty interesting. And it does go back throughout the entire history of Bitcoin. And if you look at the last day, you can see what happened. Bitcoin is currently in the process, depending on how you draw it, of breaking bearish below this line. Now, does that mean that Bitcoin's about to undergo some massive drop? No, it absolutely does not. That's not what this is getting at. What I am saying is that if you're wondering why Bitcoin just had a major correction, I would posit that it had something to do with everything we just talked about, you know, federal rent, uh, interest rates, uh, Russian central bank proposal. Also the other things going on in Russia right now with Ukraine, and then also the correlation with, uh, with wall street. But at the same time, one of the things that may have exacerbated this drop would be the fact that we dropped below this uptrending level of support. Just something I want to show you that trend line is actually very, very powerful. If we do drop below it, we'll probably stay below it for a little bit and then come back to the upside. I also think that there are some other major levels of support that we're looking at right now. One of them, for example, is $37,269. And you might be wondering, Jeb, where does that number come from? Well, we're looking for support right now. And the first level of support that jumps out at me here is this local low that we set back on August the 5th. This low back here uh, constitutes one of the biggest, most uh, important levels of support that we have. And in fact, it actually lines up quite nicely with the 0.786% Fibonacci retracement. You can see it sits right here. So that is where I think Bitcoin is going to take its next stop if it needs to go any lower. Now, it might bottom out here around $38,000, but if it needs to go any lower, this blue line right here is the line to be looking at. As you can see, we have seen Bitcoin play out uh, support and resistance on fibonacci many different times using resistance here it wasn't even set yet but then we used resistance here we found support down here briefly around the 0.65 level that's the fibonacci golden pocket there and the next one at 0.786 could be our next major level of support now let's also go ahead and take a look at here at some of our oscillators because there's something very interesting on the daily chart if we look at daily chart RSI, we can see that Bitcoin's RSI has dropped all the way down to 26. That's significant because if you look at the last couple of years on Bitcoin, just by the way, I'll go ahead and draw a vertical line January 1st of 20 uh, of 2020. So this is about two years ago. Everything in here is about two years of price data. You can see it showing up on the market right there. Looking at the last two and uh, uh, two years and three weeks of data on Bitcoin, we have only seen Bitcoin drop this low on RSI twice. We saw it happen May 18th, and we all saw it happen during the news of virus dump drop a one in chat if you get that reference from the early days of the channel whenever we see the market do this let's go ahead and just draw a vertical line here because I want to assuage some of those fears because I know a lot of people are very scared right now and I get that. I really do. I've been in the market for almost five years. I've seen some major drops. I was here during the March 2020 drop and I'll tell you, I was scared. I was like, okay, well, I know it's going to bounce and rally because the fundamentals are growing, but this kind of sucks. I remember that drop of seven in chat. If you remember Bitcoin dropping during March 2020, I totally understand the fear. I really, really, really do. Anyway, though, let's go ahead and take a look at what these bottoms on RSI did. Looking here, rsi dropped down to 17. we're currently sitting at 25 today but back then we dropped down to 17. that was the absolute bottom and we would see bitcoin go on to rally 143% in 55 days. Do I think that's going to happen here? Not necessarily. I do think we're going to see something more akin to this drop. But that's the point I want to make is that we may see more rallies coming. Uh, We may may have just seen a local bottom on the price action of Bitcoin. Now, the next time we saw the drop here, that was the day that Bitcoin capitulated. Now, we're going to actually talk about this chart over here and this word capitulation a little bit more in a second. So, hold on to that word capitulation. We're going to talk about that. But this was a capitulation event right here. And then during this time between June and July, everybody got very angry in 2021. Well, guess what? When the bottom came in, I'll go ahead and move this line so you can see it. Bitcoin dropped down to $29,720. The absolute bottom would be $29,500. So even though this sideways movement went on for another two months here, we actually more or less bottomed at the very beginning of the drop back on May 19th, May 18th or so, and Bitcoin would not go any lower. The point I'm making here is that at some point in the next couple of days, it might not be today, it might be tomorrow, it might not be at exactly 38,000, it might be at 37,000 or 30, 36, wherever it is, a bottom is close, and the reason that we believe that is because the RSI does not stay below 30 for very long. Let's just take a look at the history of the RSI. How often does RSI sit below 30? This is the longest period I can see that RSI sat below 30. It was down there for 30 days. If we look at the last six years of Bitcoin, excluding the outlier of the end of the bear market, the longest we have ever seen Bitcoin stay below 30 on the RSI is roughly a week and some change. We are not going to stay below 30 for more than a week, in my opinion. Tim, I want your opinion on what the RSI is telling us right now. Well, it's not done moving. It could be, meaning it could decide this is the bottom.
2: But until we see, like, I, I need to see today's daily candle close. But we are we are clearly sitting in in bullish RSI divergence. We're also sitting in MACD bullish RSI divergence. Or, well, it wouldn't be MACD bullish RSI. MACD bullish divergence. I need to see things finish. However, you know, I'm sitting here just 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 thinking, just trying to really rationalize and reason through people there are people who hate technical analysis because ultimately that's what we're doing right now. We're looking at technical analysis, we're using it to read the market. Technical analysis says that Bitcoin should rally. Is it the end all be all? No, you have to use it with other things. On-chain metrics say that Bitcoin should rally. The news in terms of manipulation happening says that Bitcoin should rally. I'd say long-term news says it should rally. I can see why it dropped. Well, this is the thing. Like right now, because
1: there is FUD in the
2: market. The, the, this is this is my this is my thought right here that I have. Uh, the last time we came down and the the whales manipulating said it's time to rally was right at that thirty thousand. Technically, we dipped to twenty-nine, but in all reality, it was a very quick dip below thirty thousand and then rallied. I think there's a chance, and I've said this before, that we could come all the way down to thirty-one in a very steep, very quick, very painful move to the downside. Mm-hmm. That out operates like a trampoline the harder you come down the more explosive you'll rally to the top and that's that's what we're kind of working with right here but but this is the whole point is that technicals scream rally whether it's today or tomorrow or a month from now the technicals say that we are still setting up we would have to do a lot to cancel out all the bullish technicals. The on-chain metrics, we would have to do a lot to cancel out all the bullish on-chain metrics. Mm -hmm. The uh, the concept of manipulation, here's, I was talking with Sme about this on the way to the car, and I actually, I want at some point us to talk with Sme. he won the HODL trophy, so maybe he knows something we don't know, (laughs) but I was telling him, we cannot ignore the details like, we had a whale buy $2 billion worth of Bitcoin at $46,000. Now, did they do that to kind of show, to kind of, almost continue their manipulation, say, oh, we're buying right here, That's it's good. You know, we had another, what was it? 40,000 40, Bitcoin, Bitcoin bought yesterday. They can bleed longer than the average retail investor. They mm. can deal with the pain say a little bit
1: that again, exa- that's so accurate. They can
2: bleed a little longer yep. than the average retail investor. But at the end of the day, they are still bleeding. Do you think that the person who just bought $2 billion worth at $46,000 or the, whoever just bought 40000 Bitcoin right at about 40000 do you think that they want that price going all the way to 20000 No, they do not. They want it to rally. And so this is exactly what we talked about yesterday, this depression phase, this, oh, all hope is gone. That's what happened yesterday. We had that, that quick rally with a spark of hope. Guys, we hit the bottom. We're rallying back up. No, we're not. We crashed, and now there's almost this depression, and it's, it's probably actually a good thing for the long run that people are almost in this boat of like saying, I don't wanna to listen to anyone anymore, I don't care what you say, we're not going up, this is a bear market, we're going to the downside, blah, 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 blah. That is exactly what those whales who are in pain right now, having bought in at 46 and at 42 are saying, we're waiting for that sentiment to set in, we're waiting for the hope to die, and when that hope dies, that's when we pounce and we rally the upside. So whether whether we go all the way down to 30,000 and go extremely, not only retailers in pain, but the whales are in pain, or whether we bounce now, I think the bounce is coming. And I think the RSI, like I said, we would have to drop below 30 for the bullish metrics I'm
1: seeing on the RSI and everything else to cancel out and turn bearish. You guys know what I'm doing right now with my portfolio? Because a lot of people are wondering or speculating about what I'm feeling right now. Would you like to know what I feel? I feel that I wish I had more cash reserves on the side so I could buy the freaking dip. <laughs> I already have so much of my net worth in Bitcoin. I have like 50% of my net worth in Bitcoin, let alone crypto. I wish I had more cash on the side. Everybody's like, I bet Jeb's scared or I bet Jeb's this or I bet Jeb's that. No, I wanna buy more, dude. Guys, I need you to understand this. This is so important. Look, I'm. this just makes me so excited. The hair on my neck just stood up. Whenever Bitcoin drops, I don't get freaked out. Look, 70% of people that are in cryptocurrency got in the last 12 months. That means 70% of the people watching the show have probably been in the last 12 months. Take it from somebody who's been here for four and a half years since July of 2017. I have witnessed drops. I watched Bitcoin drop 50% in a day. A day. And yeah, was I scared? I absolutely was. You know what I also did? I bought the dip. I bought Ethereum down at $140. I bought Bitcoin at $4,500 because I was scared. But I also know the fact of the matter is when the fundamentals grow, the price will follow and it might take a matter of years. But if you're willing to wait, if you're willing to be patient, if you're willing to have the right entrepreneurial mindset, the right investor's mindset, it is a formula. It is a mathematical equation you can become a millionaire in cryptocurrency. It is a simple fact that you can achieve financial sovereignty and you can use that to live a purpose-driven life. It is not a matter of luck. It is not a matter of picking the right altcoin. It is a matter of buying the dips, holding, and not freaking out when everybody else is. Warren Buffett says, buy the blood on the streets, even if it's your own blood. And we're all bleeding right now. All of our portfolios are down. Believe me, mine's down a lot right now. I'm not looking at it because I don't want to look at it and say, oh, I'm down X Y, Z amount and say, oh, mm, that's kind of scary. The best thing I would encourage you to do in this situation, don't even look at your portfolio unless you actually are in a swing trade or something. I'm not, I'm talking about your investing portfolio. Don't even look at your investing portfolio. And then if you have cash reserves on the side that you've been sitting on to buy the dip, do it. You know when the most of the last billionaires, most of the billionaires in the last 15 years have been made, they've been made right here. Let me just show you exactly where the most of the last of the billionaires of the last couple of uh, decades have been made right here. Excuse me, not right there. Let's go back out a little bit to to 2018. Most of the billionaires around right now were made right here. When the when the traditional markets, the stock markets, dropped 55%, you think 50% in crypto is scary. Try 50% in the stock markets. People will lose their freaking mind. And by the way, we saw a double top in the stock market. Then we saw the market go and set a lower low. This had everybody back in the 2000s thinking the entire global economy was going to collapse and we were going to go into a massive bear market. Does that sound familiar? I think it does. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. We have a double top right here. We're not even setting a lower low. And everybody's already thinking, oh, we're going to go into a bear market. But what they don't understand is that the fundamentals drive the price, the price doesn't drive the fundamentals. So here's my point my point is when the market crashes like this, billionaires are made. They buy cheap real estate. They buy cheap stocks. They buy cheap, um, you know, companies. They buy cheap everything. And you know how they were able to do that? Because they got $100 million sitting on the side. You might not have $100 million, but I bet you got $100. I bet you got $10. I bet you got $500 that you can use to make the most out of it. Come back in three years. Watch it double because you invested in a project that's changing the way that humans do finance. And that project is called Bitcoin. Smay, so I would love to hear your thoughts, Mr. Hoddle Trophy winner. What do you think right now?
0: Um. Well, first of all, I want to say this.
1: If you're a trader right now
0: and you're, you're, you know, really, really down on your trade and that, you know, that's scaring you. Hey, that's, you know, that's a part of trading. It sucks. And like, you know, that's just part of it. Right. I will say this, though. If you are, if you're scared because your investment portfolio is so down right now and you're like, you're like, you're cringing, you can't, like everything Jeb just said is going in one ear out the other and you're just, oh, this is terrifying. Then you probably invested too much. (laughs) You invested your rent. You invested your car payment. Don't do that. How many times do people have to tell you, do not do that, okay? That is a huge part of it, of how, uh, you know, Jeb, Jeb, did you invest too much? No. Okay. Are you scared? Nope. Okay. So that's an important thing to think about, right? <laughs> First and foremost, right? I can still pay my bills, all right? Nope. I can still pay my bills. So yeah, we're good. I can pay my bills. Um guys, here's the deal, right? Ultimately, I I'm just we went down to 38. We were at 43 right? If you bought in at 69, you're still probably not happy. You weren't happy when we're at 43, right? There, none of this price movement right now is anything I'm scared of because ultimately it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Now, now if you're a trader, right, this is where you have to be. You have to be strategic. You have to know what you're doing. Cause like I even, I, I jumped into a dot trade that went horribly wrong and you know, well, I want to correct you right real quick. Yes. When you say went horribly wrong, did you, Lose money? Have no, you, I haven't. Have you I haven't sold yet. I haven't sold okay, yet. Okay, so did it go horribly? No, yet? it didn't. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was, you know, I was speaking the lingo, the yeah. Lingo, yeah. You know? lingo, the lingo. Because the thing is, it's down. But I didn't sell it yet. Because the thing yeah. is, sometimes, guess what? You don't have to, unless you're, you know, obviously doing stuff. It, it, really, the only times you really get scared is when you're doing stuff you really shouldn't be doing in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, did you over leverage your trades? You know, are you doing? Are you you trading with money you don't have? You know, when you start dealing with those kind of issues, then reevaluate what you're doing in the first place, because if you can't just let a trade ride, if you can't just let uh, your, your investment portfolio ride, then you need to reevaluate what you're doing wrong in the first place. Because guys, here's the deal. How many times, how many times are, have we been right here? And this is not even bad. We're at, thir- we're at around 38 that was all-time high you know a year I mean, ago. We're not <laughs> even down that bad. Like, we're literally down. We're not down that bad. We're not down right. bad. <laughs> we're not down bad. But how many times we've been worse off than this? And how many times do the Bears have to be proven wrong? Guys, seriously. And I and I, I get it. There is difference in looking at the short term, looking at the long term, and I understand that. But I'm saying, overall, how many times do the Bears have to be proven mm-hmm. wrong before you guys stop getting scared? Mm-hmm. Right? So understand. Yeah. Understand that ultimately, what you need to do in moments like this is reevaluate why you're scared. Anyone Did you overinvest? Bought- Did you, you know, so on. And then uh, make those changes that you need to do for the next time. Throughout pretty so,
1: much all, and Kelly, I want you to be able to speak, but pretty much throughout all of Bitcoin's history, anyone who invested three years ago, basically at any point in Bitcoin's history, is in profit. Think about that. If you held for three years and you bought at literally just about any point. Even if you bought, I think this might be the only example where this doesn't apply, but even if you bought at $20,000 on December 18th, 2017, about three years later, you were breaking even because Bitcoin was back at $20,000. If you hold for three years, I don't really care where you buy, you're going to be in profit. It's basically a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee, but it's about as close as you can get. Kelly, what's up?
3: I just wanted to say, you know, it, it, it... echoing what what May said, you know at the end of the day when we when we're so zoomed in on the daily chart uh or the 4 hour or the 1 minute or whatever ridiculous uh, metric you're looking at uh, not looking at the macro uh setup of you know chart of bitcoin then uh when you zoom out you realize that any dip along the way is literally just like looking at any product uh whether you're at a store or anywhere any asset in history it's essentially it's, it's on sale so mm-hmm. uh at the end of the day the stock to flow uh, you know, the supply to flow ratio is is going down over time. There's more people coming into the market. Uh, so at the end of the day, uh, anytime that there is a dip, uh, unless you bought, you know, just above that, or, uh, you know, wherever that dip is, just as you just said, all you've got to do is hold, you don't get wrecked until you sell in the red. So you can yeah. only say you're wrecked if you're selling at a loss. And at the end of the day, Bitcoin's not something or anything you're going to invest in or trade. You shouldn't sell at a loss, especially when the metrics in terms of the the overarching setup of, especially this asset class uh, class in Bitcoin, it's it's up and to the right uh, for the basically the majority Forever. of the rest <laughs> of history. So there's no wor- real reason to be worried right now, except for being needing something immediately and not just being a little bit patient because all the all the the more patience you have, the more profits you're
1: going to have. One final thing on that, and then we're going to talk about some of the short-term technicals, because I know you guys are wondering where we're going, but I wanted to lay a foundation of long-term perspective before we got to the short-term technicals, because there are obviously bearish components here. 136 days ago, I believe it was September the 7th, um, El Salvador launched the Shiva wallet in collaboration with NetKey, which I actually got to interview the creator of NetKey. That is the company that uh, provided fraud and onboarding services for the entire nation of El Salvador. Got to interview him. You guys will be seeing that interview in a little bit. Interviewed him at the North American Bitcoin Conference. That happened about six months ago. Six months ago, a sovereign nation of 4 million people adopted Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is down 27% from the price when that happened. Could Bitcoin potentially be undervalued right now? Could Could, could Bitcoin potentially be... In a good buying opportunity? Well, historically speaking, if Bitcoin follows through with what it's done historically, looking at RSI, looking at stock to flow, looking at stochastics, looking at Bollinger Bands, looking at on chain metrics, looking at retail inflows, looking at uh, retail and investor, I- investor inflows and outflows, looking at all these different metrics, it is a categorical yes. Now is a great buying opportunity for the investor. I need to make sure I'm clear on that because I have been saying for a long time that it's a good time to buy. I've been saying that for four and a half years, actually, because if you go three years, you're going to be in profit. That's the history of Bitcoin. Is now a good time to buy if you're a trader and you're going to be in for 12 hours or three days or a month? Maybe not. We're going to talk about that. If you're an investor, as I am, anytime is a good time to buy Bitcoin. Let's go ahead and look at the daily chart here and do a little bit of technical analysis. As you can see. There has been some bearish volume coming into play over the last few days. Bitcoin has dropped, as you already know. If we look down here on the hourly chart, let's do a little bit of analysis on how exactly this took place. Yesterday, we saw Bitcoin actually going through something called a short squeeze. If we come down here to the four hourly over on Coinglass.com forward slash liquidation data, we can see that about $69 million, nice worth of shorts, got liquidated yesterday, and that caused a small bump in the price, or it actually correlated with a small bump in the price, dollars from there bitcoin rejected from the trend line that we showed you right here we showed this trend line on stream yesterday bitcoin rejected from it started to push to the downside and then what happened i'll tell you exactly what happened a lot of people went long because they saw oh okay the shorts are opening or excuse me the shorts are getting uh liquidated that means we must be going into a rally bitcoin is moving to the upside we saw buy signal on Luxalgo algo and all these things so a lot of people went into a long position on a bunch of leverage A lot of people went into long positions on 10x, 25x, 100x, so that they had a 1%, 4%, 10% liquidation price. And then guess what happened? When they went into the long trade too early, the market dropped and we saw in the span of 4 hours, $200 million liquidated, $353 million liquidated, then we also saw $158 million liquidated. We saw in total yesterday a little over half a billion dollars in longs getting liquidated, and the reason those longs were there in the first place was because people went long too early. So the takeaway from this guys is that if 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 you're a trader, be very prudent in the trades that you make because this was too early to go into a long position. Even in yesterday's video, what we talked about was, yes, Bitcoin looks bullish, but we need to see more confirmation. I talked about how I want to see Bitcoin going to an uptrend for like seven days. I want to see Bitcoin being a strong, confirmed uptrend for a while, build some actual uptrending movement because at the end of the day, we hadn't even broken our local high at $44,000. We were only rallied to 43.4. So when we enter longs in positions like this, what ends up happening is that if the market drops, we get liquidated because we didn't wait for confirmation. Don't try and buy the exact bottom like right here. Buy like right here. And yeah, you're going to miss out on some of your gains, but at the end of the day, you're going to actually have a much better time in this market because you're not going to get liquidated. And by the way, another tip is that if you don't have a winning track record of a couple hundred trades at least, I would actually say over a thousand trades, it's a bad idea to be using leverage. Kelly can tell you all about that. I will let him tell that story another time. He's told it many times on stream. Now, I also want to show you another chart over here. Wall Street cheat sheet. That's a very fun word to say. Wall Street cheat sheet. I like that. Psychology of a market cycle. I'm sure you've seen this chart before, but you might not know what it means. There are a number of different things in the market sentiment a number of different feelings in the market sentiment and they go about like this whenever the market is in a major rally we see people start to feel hope OK, uh, no, actually, they start by saying, oh, I, I can't believe this. There's, there's no way this rally is going to succeed. This rally is just it's just a it, it's a bull trap. It's going to rally a little bit and then it's going to dump. And then you see hope a recovery is possible. OK, maybe we are going to go to the upside. That's what you see happen there. Then optimism. This rally is real. Then we see belief time to get fully invested, which notice how the time that everybody says, let's get fully invested. You're already over half of the way. Up. That that's why we need to shift ourselves from like right here, over just a little bit, buy a little earlier, sell a little earlier, and not get uh, caught buying green and selling red thrill, euphoria. That's what you see at the top. That's the blow-off top area. We saw that at $69,000. Then we get into complacency. We just need to cool off for the next rally. People say, okay, Bitcoin just needs to chill a little bit, and we'll be fine. Then we see anxiety. Where was the anxiety? A lot of people were anxious back over here during this time, because they're worried that this was going to happen. And it did. That's kind of the way it goes. Now, looking at this, then we see denial. Uh, My investments are in great companies. They will come back. This is a fact, and denial doesn't mean, isn't necessarily... Um, uh, saying that your investments will come back is not necessarily a bad thing. They will, but that doesn't mean the drop is over. Then we see panic. Oh, crap. Everybody is selling. I need to get out. Why would you get out down here? (laughs) This is what everybody wants to do. Everybody, look at, let, let me just show you the weekly chart. Let's just, weekly chart. Has all the answers for, literally, if you need an answer in Bitcoin, go to the weekly chart, zoom out, boom, up and to the right. That's the entire history of crypto, just to be clear excuse me, not of crypto, of Bitcoin. Anyway, whenever people want to sell, a lot of times they want to sell down here. They want to sell right here. They want to sell right here and they want to sell right here. And then a lot of people, they want to buy right here and they want to buy right here and they want to buy right here and they want to buy right here. You know what happens when you buy up here and you sell down there? You lose 73%. You know what happens when you buy up here and you sell down here? You lose 79%. You know what happens when you buy up there and you sell down there? You lose 58%. You know what happens when you buy up here and you sell down there? You lose 55%. I propose a different solution that literally every single investor in the history of Mankind has used to make money. Instead of selling down here, just flip it. Just, just, just buy down here. And instead of selling, instead of uh, bu- uh, buying up here, sell up here. You may have had a good reason to sell up here or up here. That's not my personal strategy, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with swing trading these big movements. Just be careful about where you're buying and selling. But my final point with this is anger. Who shorted the market? Why did the government allow this to happen? What are the whales doing? Oh my gosh, somebody's manipulating the market. Somebody's trying to get us out. I'm gonna blame this guy and I'm gonna blame this guy and I'm gonna blame this guy because I'm mad. What's the market sentiment right now? Look at chat, look at Twitter, look at the news. Everybody's angry. I posted on my Twitter earlier today, I literally posted this and I just said, angry? (laughs) Are you? Don't get me wrong. I get it. I've been angry at these drops before. I remember vividly back in 2018 when Bitcoin was bottoming out here at $6,000 and Bitcoin dropped like a stone right here and I was running the channel and I wanted to be successful in crypto and then crypto drops 50% in three weeks. I was mad. I was angry. Anger phase happens right here. Anger phase happens right here. Anger phase happens right here because we're like, dang it, why is this rally not over yet? And then boom, it rallies. And then boom, it rallies. And then boom, it rallies. So I ask you a question. Are you angry right now? Because this Wall Street chart right here applies just as much, probably even more, to crypto than it does to Wall Street. The market is not dead, guys. Bitcoin's fundamentals are stronger than ever. And I will pound this into your head for as long as you will hear me. The fundamentals are upstream. Say it with me. At home. The fundamentals are upstream of the price. The fundamentals drive the price, not the other way around. The price does not dictate the fundamentals. If the price goes down, do all the companies go bankrupt tomorrow? No, no, that's not at all how that happens. If if Bitcoin's price goes down $3,000, does everybody stop developing Bitcoin? No, that's not at all how it happens. They continue developing. Nevertheless, as I said, I was at the North American Bitcoin Conference with 5,800 industry professionals. And by the way, the tickets were almost $1,000. So you have smart money that was attending that. Not one of them. I'm not even kidding. Myself and our team talked to probably 600 people. I didn't even get asked about the price. I didn't even get asked. So you have a lot of people in a room that are industry professionals, that are executives, that are uh, high net worth investors and influencers and all these people that have been in the market for a multitude of years. Not one of them talked about the price. I'm not even joking. I am dead serious. Not one of them cared. And the reason is because the the price is downstream from fundamentals and the fundamentals are continuing to grow. Heard a lot about the fundamentals. And guess what? Everything we heard about the fundamentals was remarkably bullish. So let's go ahead and take a look at the actual daily chart, though, because I know you're wondering, Jeb, where is the market going next? I get it. I understand Bitcoin's going to rally. I understand mindset. I understand when in doubt, zoom out. I get it. Don't lecture me, Jeb. I I, I understand. But where's Bitcoin going? Well, Bitcoin was in a bear pennant, and that bear pennant did have a price target, if we just go ahead and extrapolate right here, of about $35,000. Could Bitcoin go to $35,000? Absolutely. I think the next major level of support that we're going to see, as I talked about earlier, will be the 0.786% level, sitting right here around and a half. That level is where Bitcoin is probably going to go to next, and that actually lines up pretty well with the VPVR. If we take a look at the VPVR here, we can see that there is quite a significant amount of support, especially when you start getting down into the $33,000 region, so I'm also going to draw a horizontal line at 33. You may see how I'm drawing my support levels. I go and I find something that substantiates the support levels. This top one right here is substantiated by this bottom right here, these tops over here, and also by the uh, 0.786% retracement level. And then we also have one right down here around $33,000. So I would say that the bottom for Bitcoin is probably going to be somewhere in between that zone. In fact, if we zoom in, the point of control is sitting right here at uh, $32,739. We'll go ahead and draw a horizontal line right there. I do think that we're going to find our support in there. But let's also go ahead and take a look at some other technicals. Right now, we can see that there is a bearish MACD cross coming into Bitcoin. Is that something to be worried about? I would say no. The reason is, is because until we start to see Lower lows on the MACD, we're seeing higher lows on them. We're actually seeing bullish MACD divergence, which in history shows us that the market is about to go into an uptrend. You can see my examples right here. Downtrend, 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 uptrend, uptrend, uptrend. uptrend, Market crash, market crash, market crash, market dump, maybe I should say. I don't want to spread FUD, especially of historical markets. But uptrend right here, downtrend right there, that's uh, bullish MACD divergence went into a major uptrend. So the MACD divergence right now on Bitcoin is actually very, very... Important. Let's also take a look down here at market cipher. Market cipher is telling us some things that are pretty interesting. We can see that the money flow is quite red. We can see that the VWAP is red. We can see that the RSI's are red. The thing I want to point out here on, the, on these metrics is that if we look at the history of market cipher, it has actually been a very long time since we have seen Market cipher drop this low on the RSIs. Let me just go ahead and turn off a lot of these different parts here and I will show you the RSIs alone. The RSIs are these two lines right here on market cipher. On market cipher B, you have to go all the way back to July, which was the very bottom of the Bitcoin market. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and delete my chart here and I will draw some vertical lines. Uh, horizontal line right here at our local bottom. If we look at the last couple of times that we dropped this low on Market Cipher's RSIs, let's take a look at all of these. There are a few of them. What was the market doing at the time? Market was pretty much bottoming, about to go into an uptrend. Market was bottoming, going into an uptrend. A little bit of an uptrend happened there. We also saw it happen right here, went into an uptrend. So the RSIs on Market Cipher are telling us that a low is uh, probably either very close or is uh, in. Now, if we go ahead and turn on the rest of Market Cipher again, we can look at other parts of it. For example, we can look here at the money flow. The money flow is red right now. If we just go ahead and look at the history of this, this red dotted line goes all the way back to December of 2018. This is the lowest money flow has been ever since December of 2018 and a brief stint in 2017. When that occurred, we saw a major rally. So, the point here is, is that all of the technical indicators that we are looking at are saying that we are overextended to the downside. Bitcoin gets overextended to the downside all the time. Whenever that happens, it's not a bad thing. It's actually meaning that it's a buying opportunity. In fact, if you were to look at the fear and greed index, which I may bring up here in a little bit, every time you get down into this zone of 10 to 20, which is where it is right now, it's a good time to buy. Tim, I want to ask your opinion on this. Do you think that we're massively overextended to the downside? Is that what you're reading from the technicals? And if so, what should we do with that information?
2: Well, so the question is, I'm going to correct the question. It doesn't matter what I think ultimately. And I I know that's funny because I always say, "Well, well, I think it, it doesn't matter what I think. I, I I'm not the composite man. I am not a whale. Uh, when we talked about earlier, I think Kelly says something about trading with hundred Bitcoin. I I, I don't know if I'll ever have a hundred Bitcoin. Yeah, you not know, close to that. So it doesn't matter what I think. The TA, the TA thinks we're overextended. Yep. The on-chain metrics think we're overextended. Uh, I know a lot of bears don't think we're overextended, but there's a lot of max pain in it. The fact that people are sitting here feeling nauseous, feeling like they're gonna be sick because of the price of Bitcoin, says that we're oversold and overextended. So again, everyone needs to look at these charts and decide for themselves. If you think there's more room to go down, okay, that's fine. Plan on it, operate that way. But that's not what the charts say. So it's it's just very clear like, hey, like is sentiment still going that way or are the charts actually gonna start being real are the charts going to start flowing and i i i want to just be real for a second and say i get the frustration if you guys don't think that we get frustrated when the ta says one thing and the price continues you another thing that is frustrating ta is not perfect i don't think anywhere in nope. any history have i heard any technical analyst say that technical analysis is 100% perfect every single time in the same way if you know how to count cards when you're playing blackjack in vegas You don't know every single card that's about to be flipped, but the better you are at it, the better the probability you see, the more games you'll win. In the same way, technical analysis is not perfect, but it gives you a higher probability of calling bottoms and tops, and so that's why I continue to follow it. So, it doesn't matter what I think, the TA does think though we are overextended on almost every single metric.
1: So here's my opinion, guys. I think, and I'll just kinda wrap this up into a bow, and then we're gonna go on to some on-chain metrics. I think, right now, Bitcoin's local bottom is going to be somewhere in. In between and i'm not saying this is the absolute bottom to be honest with you we could go all the way back down to thirty thousand dollars with where we are right now i know that's scary it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing it would actually mean that we would have a great buying opportunity i think the local bottom for bitcoin is going to be somewhere between thirty three thousand thirty seven thousand dollars there are a multitude of different places it could happen i do think that it's going to happen at some point in there now there is for example a downtrend right uh he- here, actually, it's on the linear chart. I'll have to show you guys that a little bit later. But there are a bunch of different levels of support sitting in here between thirty-three dollars and $37,000. I do think that we're going to have a little bit of a bounce, and we're probably going to have a local bottom here. As far as whether Bitcoin's going to go into an uptrend from there or if Bitcoin's going to have a local bottom and then bounce down to $30,000, that's yet to be determined. We don't really have enough information to make that judgment. But I do think what we're going to see happen is a small bounce over the next couple of days. And I actually do think we're going to drop down here into the mid-30s, around thirty-five or so. Would you agree with that, Tim? Say, that, say your bottom number one more time. I think that we're going to see a local bottom. Not necessarily yeah. the da- the major overarching downtrend bottom, but the local bottom in between thirty three dollars and $37,000. I think we're going to have a small yeah. bounce right now and then another lo- uh, another uh, drop. Because I do think that there's enough volume in the market. I think a lot of people haven't been shaken out yet that mm-hmm. that's what we're going to see happen.
0: Uh, um, can I say something real quick? Sure. <clears throat> oh, I always have to warm up my voice for some reason every time I get on camera. But um, Guys, listen. I hope it goes to 30000 you Me know why? Too. You too. know why? And I'm making a little stink face at you guys. <laughs> I hope we go down to 30,000. You know why? You know why? Because also, like, I know there's a lot of people in chat saying, gosh, this is a bear market. And say it is. Let's just for argument in. I'm happy about that. You know why I'm happy about that? Because I didn't invest too much, which means I'm gonna have some cash on the side, which means I'm gonna buy this dip, and it's like getting in a time machine. So instead of saying, oh man, I wish I bought in at 30,000, now I actually have an opportunity to do
1: it. Absolutely. So, so how,
0: how exciting is that? So, you know, like, ultimately, I, like, I love it because people think that it's getting at us to say, no, you guys are wrong. This is a bear market. It's all over. It's like, say it is a bear market. Who cares? We're going to go, heck, we go all the way down to, you know, wherever number. I, it's like getting in a time machine. I can buy up again because we know, guess what, didn't change. The one thing that didn't change, the candlesticks changed. You know, those went up and down. You know, the, the lines changed. The technical analysis changed. But, you know, what didn't change was exactly what Jeb was saying. The fundamentals, nothing about actually Bitcoin the fundamentals
1: changed. did change. They are getting better
0: every well, day. That's it, the
1: change. Well,
0: <laughs> well and, and if anything, then there you go. You know what I mean? So then it's like, okay. So say whatever the candlesticks are doing. You know, that's just what people. are You know, that's just people being silly. You know, whatever happens. You know, eventually though, we know because of the fact that the fundamentals are just growing. That hey, we're just getting in a time machine. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy at all these little levels. It's gonna be really great, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. You know, just like Warren Buffett says, I'm going to buy this dip because everyone's bleeding, and it might be my, my blood too, but I'm buying it, and I'm excited about it. Somebody,
1: so. somebody just said in chat, and I think this is really funny, and then we're going to throw it to Kelly, and we're going to look at some on-chain and market headlines. Somebody said, uh, all the people that yolo in in the 60,000s are just getting wrecked. That's what's happening. And, you know, yeah. it, it, it it's sad, but that actually is what's going on. A lot of people did buy at the top, and the reason is, guys, and, and look, we've all – I bought, I've bought plenty of tops, so I'm not, you know, attacking anybody or making fun of anybody. What happened is a lot of people got into cryptocurrency in the last year. 70% of the people in America that are in crypto right now got in in the last 12 months during the year of 2021. Many of those people are new to the markets, and they don't understand the idea of buy low, sell high. They don't understand the idea of buy when you were overextended to the downside, sell when you are overextended to the upside. So they just buy. They see the market's going up, and they say, oh, it's going up. It must go up forever. To, I'm just going to buy. That's the way the stock market works, right? It just goes like that it doesn't have corrections very often and if it does you know the whole news media freaks out and you know everything goes crazy for six months and you know the sky's falling a lot of people that are selling right now or that are getting liquidated right now are new money to the space mm-hmm. new money don't make no more scared money don't make no money is the phrase and I'm sure Kelly's loving that but also New money gets wrecked money sometimes, and I think that's what we're seeing. A lot of people got into leverage trading when they really shouldn't have, and we're seeing the consequences of that. Those people that are staying in the space, they're going to do one of two things: either one, they're going to leave the space, and that's not going to affect the space anymore; or two, they're going to learn and they're going to grow. And that's what we're trying to do: is we're trying to educate and evangelize Bitcoin so that we can all grow together, and so that the market will be inevitably more stable. Uh, I want to go back real quick though, uh, because I I really did get love getting to
2: hear Smee talk. Love, I love when Smee's on the show. Sometimes it feels like. The show pits me and Smee against each other. It does. That's the nature of our relationship. <laughs> what I what I will say. There's there's a part of me in terms of the manipulation side and in, in how the whales want to move things that believes thirty thousand is very possible. Another number that I think should be kept into in your eyes of keep an eye when the price if slash when the price hits this is I know Jeb you love using um, the regular linear version of Fib retracement, but if you use the log one, I, I went back and did some some back analysis. There are times where the the log version of FIB is better, there are times when the linear version is better. What that tells me is actually traders tend to look at both of them. Some only look at one or the other, but they they have key metrics. There are times where one is more relevant and the other one is more relevant. So in, in this case, I'm looking at both of them. First of all, on the log version, that 40,000, the reason we were we thought that that was going to be the bottom was cuz that's right where .618 is. But if we go down to the 0.786, yeah. that's actually putting us down right below 35. I think you said 355 is the one on the uh, or is it
1: 375? It's 33, 33 on regular on regular
2: Fib. All right, so on the on the uh, log version 30, it's, it's like 34,600. So right below about 400 below uh, 35,000. That's another metric to watch watch. But again, I think there's a lot of spots to, that are curious between here and 30,000. And the reason why is because let's go back to that, that accumulation phase we had back in June and July. Do you guys remember how many people were calling 26,000? I don't know why, there was something special about that number, 26,000. I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki? Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki? Kiyosaki, I think, said the number 26, and people just caught fire with that number. We're going to 26. We're going
1: to 26. We're going to 26. Well, it was, the, it, it was the 0.618% fit. Is that it? Okay, from so. 65 to, from 4 to 65.
2: Well, that, that number kept getting shouted, guys, this is where we're going down, and we never made it down there. The whales decided, no, let's pump before that. So in the same boat, I'm kind of sitting here, saying I'm watching the market closely, and, and the number being called out, and the number I've heard a lot is 31, 32, 30, somewhere right in that region, I wouldn't be surprised, not predicting this, but I just would not be surprised if the whales say, we want to get as much as possible without adding others in, the manipulators, let me be clear, not all whales are manipulators, but the manipulating whales will say, hey, let's go ahead and make this pump happen a little bit north of those numbers so that we can shake people out, and then before they actually get in on the most profitable part, we'll go ahead and send the market and they'll miss out.
1: Yep. Well, let's go ahead and throw it to Kelly, and we're gonna look at some on-chain metrics and some headlines that are impacting this current market. Kelly, take it away, my friend.
3: Absolutely. And uh, just before we hop right into that, I just wanted to point out one of the things you were trying to bring up here. And it's actually from the, this chart looks a bit crazy, but I, you saw when I was there at your house, Jeb, I was messing around doing a bunch of spider lines, basically trying to find old trend lines and stuff mm-hmm. uh, in all different, all different regions to, to predict uh, prices in, in both directions. And we're back literally bouncing directly off this trend line that, that comes from the the market peak uh, back here at 64 uh, through these two peaks. And then we're literally finding, uh, you know, support right on it and the the price that you said i I couldn't agree more with uh basically is right in this region here this base the this this price region between 36 and 37.5 uh i very very much think it'd be a very strong supporter but going directly into what i wanted to show in terms of on-chain metrics uh here on my twitter you can see uh, I've shared a, a couple of select things from Glassnode, uh, but this is a number of spin outputs with a lifespan of one to three months. So this is essentially uh newer purchases newer coins uh and this is showing that fewer p pe- you know few people are selling even at this level which is i mean if that's not a bullish metric i don't know it is uh another another great chart here uh this is the 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 utxos basically transactions lost uh you know the how much how many transactions are in loss and the, what i want to what i'm basically showing here is when we have these peaks here you see, and we're basically coming right at a new peak. It's basically precipitating right or proceeding right before large uh, upward uh, market movement. Uh, this this here is the NVRV, which is basically uh, a, a very incredible on-chain metric that basically helps determine whether you're really uh, overheated in a bull market or, or, uh, or underheated, if you will. Uh, and we're basically finding a low, and every time we find a low on the NVRV, is right about when uh, the market has very positive upside movement. And then the last thing I'm gonna show here is from an incredible on-chain uh, and, and technical analyst, a tech dev, definitely follow him if you don't. Mm-hmm. But we're literally setting up this this structure here with this, uh, essentially it's almost like an Elliott Wave sort of structure format for uh, an, an uptrend continuation pattern. And essentially people that are saying that we're in a bear market, we're, I mean, you can see this doesn't designate a price number, but the only thing that is designated here with this dip upward move, the second dip, the second dip is higher than the first dip. And that, that this first dip in this sort of pattern would be this, this, this here would be essentially the may dump that came down to the $29,000 level. Mm-hmm. So hitting that, those targets that you mentioned before in the technical analysis, uh, to the 30, anywhere from honestly, 35, uh, to 37 is well above still that 29 K level. So, that's definitely still very bullish. Uh, this is an interesting uh, metric I, I found from uh, uh, Ga uh, on uh, on Twitter. And this basically is showing the Bitcoin price action as it relates to the estimated leverage ratio. And this position right here, this would be the, the dump down to 29K. This is uh, essentially showing a dropping in uh, estimated leverage ratio, which is very similar to right here, as you can see. And as this climbs up, it's literally as if it's setting up to get everything everybody flushed out with the the, the, the short liquidations uh, that go into basically setting up that full bullish spring. Uh, now, in terms of headlines, and you covered this briefly, but, you know, we've had over 700 million dollars in liquidations. Uh, and this is this is an optimistic thing in terms of when we're trying to figure out where we're at in terms of a, a downtrend uh, and when that downtrend is going to come to a conclusion. It's when all of the, the the basically the sentiment and the the options and derivatives and, you know, perpetual swaps and all these sorts of things get exhausted and the cell the, the pressure can't overpower the buy pressure. And in this case, we're getting squashed a little lower and a little lower, but the fact that the the price is still holding well above that 29 K level is Absolutely, a bullish indicator. Uh, indicator. uh This is an inter- interesting article, uh, and I'm going to. We're a little short on time, so uh, this is basically just restating all the things that we were talking about in terms of the bullish on chain metrics. And essentially, the mining difficulty is still coming up to you know, near all time highs and pressing new all time highs. And when minor, minor difficulty is very high, it's showing a lot of different, uh, basically a huge number of miners are competing for transactions, and miners only compete for transactions when it's a profitable to mine and it's only profitable to mine when uh when basically it's a a bullish setup when the the profits are going down miners aren't making as much revenue so miners start turning off their mining rigs so this is miners showing that we're still in a bearish uh, metric and uh, hash rate as well hash rate tends to drive price or or basically follow it or lead it very closely and we're still pushing up to new all-time highs uh and this this article, I'll leave this for you guys here. You guys can go find this uh, on Finbold. Um, and this is basically talking about, it's actually incredibly bullish for the market to have these volatility swings and having the, the bottom not fall out from under us. Uh, it's showing a huge amount of, uh, not stability, but stability and sentiment about the uh, relevance of this asset class, which is an incredibly long-term bullish metric. Uh, and the last thing that I'll share is the fact that, one of the things, and, and I, I mentioned this earlier, one of the tweets I had uh, about three or four days ago was that I very well could see the, the price going down to 38K, 37K level uh, and springing from there. And, and I, I was calling for around the 25th and people asked me why the 25th. Well, the 25th is when the FOMC, which is uh, the, the Federal Open I forget, Market, committee. Federal open market co- uh, committee, that's when they're meeting again. And in all reality, if you really think about it, What's happening right now with the market is incredible to precede this sort of meeting. Because Mm -hmm. if the market uh, across the board traditional markets, Bitcoin, all all these different asset classes are pushing to new all-time highs, and it's seeming like the market is as bullish as it can be, that would actually probably uh, uh, precipitate negative interest rates. Uh, I don't mean having actual negative interest rates, but... uh, interest rate hikes that would be negative to the relationship to market price action. And the fact that the market is dumping right now uh, across all, all basically asset classes mm-hmm. is actually an incredibly bullish setup for when they're going to have to determine what the interest rates are going to be on the 25th, because if the market's like this, they're not going to want to hurt it further or they're going to be much less likely to hurt it further. Yeah. So this is very well in terms of the fundamental premise could be an incredible spring to get the, the entire market, uh, you know, from traditional to crypto markets across. Across the board uh, that spring that we're looking for. Yeah. So those are, those are the things that I'm seeing, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how that's tying into what's going on right now, and uh, yeah, what's going on with all this.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of traditional pressure coming into the market right now. We're looking at, as you said, the Federal Open Market Committee a meeting about interest rates. We're looking at quantitative easing being tapered. We're looking at the fact that <clears throat> there is geopolitical um, uncertainty in Eastern Europe right now, which has already caused drops in traditional markets. We're seeing a correlation between traditional markets and uh, crypto markets and we're also seeing the rise of the new Thing I can't say on YouTube, which has caused some fear in the market as well. So, there's a lot of FUD in the market, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It is our job as a channel to evangelize Bitcoin and to make sure that you guys are not fearful, that you're not uncertain, and that you're not doubting unless you have a very good reason to be, and that's what we're trying to do. By the way, guys, we're about to read a bunch of our Super Chats. We've had so many. Thank you guys so much, but I do just first want to bring you a word from our sponsor, iTrust Capital. If you guys don't know what iTrust Capital is, it is a company that allows you to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies through your IRA your retirement account if you don't know why that's important let me break it down for you a retirement account is an investment vehicle that allows you to invest pre-tax money that you can then not have to worry about all of the same tax reporting requirements that you would have to worry about whenever you're investing in a regular account because you're able to defer those taxes to a later date when you may be one in a lower tax bracket and two after you've already made all of your gains so if you have a retirement account an IRA and if you would like to invest in Bitcoin with it I trust capital is the leader in the industry allowing you to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies with your IRA a lot of tax advantages there guys I remember about four years ago when I learned about what IRAs were. I said the first company that comes around and builds a very good product around investing in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies with IRAs is going to do very well and their customers are going to be very happy. The customers of iTrust Capital, there's over 100,000 of them, are extremely happy. If you guys want to invest in Bitcoin with a tax advantage so that you're able to make even more money and by the way, have incentive to hold because there are tax penalties for pulling out of a retirement account early, iTrust Capital is the place for you. You can find all the links for that down below. I do encourage you to speak to a CPA and a financial advisor. I am not your financial advisor so that you can learn more about what IRAs are and the tax advantages that you may be able to achieve by investing with a retirement account. With that said, we're going to go ahead and move on to reading some of our super chats. We have a bunch of them. Let's do it.
2: I I, I had them Separated into statements and just wanting to encourage you guys, so we'll, we'll go through those pretty quickly. But I want to call them out, and then we have some questions. But first, we do have a new Jedi youngling, James Woo. Ellington. James, Ellington. Uh, James, hey, thank you so much for joining the team. Uh, we look forward to getting to shout your name out on stream. Uh, but statements just to encourage people. Tom Wilkes uh, donated, saying 5,800 pretty smart people at the North American Bitcoin Conference never talked about price. Jeb doesn't have a crystal ball. Crypto is about more than taking short-term profits. Let's not try to boil the ocean in one day.
1: Absolutely. Can you yep. read that first? the first two sentences of that again 5,800
2: pretty smart people at the North American Bitcoin Conference never mm-hmm. talked about price. Not Jeb doesn't have a crystal ball. Crypto is about more than taking mm-hmm. short-term profits.
1: That is such a good super chat. That is yep. incredible.
2: Elliot Locke said, Buy opportunity, buy opportunity. Miss you guys this week. Work sucks. <laughs> Going to binge my new CT2A. There you go.
1: Boom. Shout out to CT2A and all of our alumni there.
2: Abdi. Yeah, Abdi Ismail said, I'm down 15,000 and was upset. Then I thought about how some of these whales are down millions and are probably not even worried.
1: That's such a good point. Yep. That is such a good point.
2: CryptoSource Rex said, Fear is in the air. It smells so sweet in the nostrils of our wallets. Big thanks to the CJ crew, Crypto Jeb crew, for keeping the crypto community grounded and focused on the macro when it is hitting the fan.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
2: And then the last one here, the want to give advice, One Voice 92 said, Take it from someone who got scared away in 2017. Don't freak out. I'm finally committed this last year and I finally see a future.
1: I love it, man. We're getting some great super chat, some great positivity in chat. I love it, man.
0: FinSolf fence FinSolve. Off. Hashtag FinSolve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's try. Let's see some hashtag FinSolves in chat. And if anybody needs to know what it is, some people in chat can explain what we're talking about there. Now to the
2: questions we have here. Murray Ruggiero says, starting to get people talking about Bitcoin is going to zero talk again. Doesn't this normally call for a bottom?
1: <laughs> yeah, it actually, it normally means that you're getting close. It's another de- That's another, Bitcoin funny. has died once again. Bitcoin has died like 500 times. It's it's really actually very funny.
2: <laughs> John Lightfoot, this is, a, this is a good honest question. He started by saying honest question, but I like this question. Um, he said, honest question, is TA still relevant with all this manipulation?
1: Yeah, manipulation. it's a very good question. I would say absolutely, and the reason is, is because technical analysis is the analysis of something called price. Price is the information vehicle that, Coagulates, not coagulates, that brings together, uh, I can't think of the word. It brings together everything in the market. So you have news, you have on chain, you have buys, sales, whales, all of this. You can't lie with the price. Hmm everything affects the price because the price shows you what the traders believe the entire point of reading markets and trying to predict what markets are going to do is understanding what the markets are going to do by understanding what impacts the markets the traders impact the markets what impact the traders the news and the on-chain that's how this all ties together technical analysis is the analysis of price action Price action is, a, is the uh, superhighway of information in a market. All of the information in a market gets um, combined into the price. So if you're analyzing the price, yeah, it's going mm-hmm. to take in the on-chain. The market manipulation is going to take in the news. It's going to take in the sentiment. It's going to take in everything, including the mar- including the market manipulation. So market manipulation in no way, shape, or form invalidates technical analysis. It simply is another factor that you have to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, You know, I was thinking about it the other day in the in sports world. Have any of you guys seen the movie Moneyball? Moneyball is like, it's all about when baseball, and I'm not a big baseball fan, but when baseball teams started analyzing metrics and numbers yep. to pick their players. Guess what? Every single team in the MLB right now uses those metrics. Yep. But it was a huge thing that people were like, that's so dumb. That's fake. It doesn't work. Is it perfect? No. that team, did it. they didn't win the championship the first year. It took a couple years before they won it. But it's, it... it boosted them tremendously in the rankings. And why, Tim, why are we talking about sports right now? And I'm you don't like that. It's the same thing with technical analysis. If you think learning technical analysis will be the end all be all, and you'll be 100% perfect in everything you ever do, that's not true. But the point is that unless you have time to study and to go invest and to go interview every single person that ever buys a stock or anything, Technical analysis is your best shot at making the best calls possible.
1: That's why it's still relevant and why you need to use it. Thank you so much, Ben Newman. Amalgamation is the word you're looking for. That's absolutely right. Sorry, Kelly, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I wanted to make one comment, too, about a a comment that I saw, and actually several comments repeating the same sort of thought or question in chat earlier, and that was uh, in regards to, you know, you brought up earlier the graphic uh, showing the – Showing the direct correlation between traditional markets and Bitcoin, and people say, "Isn't Bitcoin supposed to be a hedge against this? is it supposed to be a hedge against inflation? Isn't it supposed to be a hedge against uh, the traditional markets?" Well, the, the 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 answer here is that absolutely, and I think it will become that. But part of the process in all this is allowing the uh, the psych the underlying psychology of people and how they're relating uh, their 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 investments in their assets when they're committing them to the crypto market, especially big tech, uh, sorry, big investments, big smart money. uh, They're still looking at this with like, for instance, if tech tech stocks are dropping, they're also starting to uh, become a little more adverse or pulling out or cautionary on Bitcoin. uh, because That's only because the sentiment and understanding of this asset class hasn't fully taken full effect yet. And over, over the period of time, as people become more comfortable and understand this, and that the metrics of of, of Bitcoin specifically outweigh all the metrics you could combine in any other asset class or any other niche market uh, in the world, when people start realizing that, and it's going, it it will take some time to to do so, we will start to see that decoupling from traditional markets uh, as we all hope would happen sooner, but will take time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. We just got to remember, we're still in a young market. It's a very, very, very young market. So young. We have a couple more super chats trying to get through them. JB said, Jeb,
2: I've been DCAing into Bitcoin since April of 2021 and now have Bitcoin. However, Whoa. I'm not well below. See, I'm now well below my contribution level. Mm-hmm. Should I sit on my hands?
1: <laughs> you are in the perfect place for dollar cost averaging mm-hmm. because if you're what well, like, I love this question so much actually. And the reason I love this question so much is because if you were well below your, your average entry price, the whole phrase dollar cost averaging the, the point of it is to bring your average cost of your dollar entry down. <laughs> right? So if your average entry is at fifty five at fifty thousand dollars, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars and your average entry is at fifty thousand dollars. So you have a hundred you have two Bitcoin. If you buy one more Bitcoin. Actually, let's just say you buy two more Bitcoin down at $40,000. Then you split the difference and your average entry price just became $45,000. that makes sense? Mm. Because it brings your average entry price down. So we're not in a bear market, but we are in a major downtrend. Dollar cost averaging is actually much more effective in a bear market or a downtrend than it is in a bull market. Because if you're buying every Friday and it's going down, then you're dragging your average entry price down. If, on the other hand, you're in a bull market or in a major uptrend in your dollar cost averaging, your average entry price is going up. So you actually want to be – dollar-cost averaging is actually the most effective in a downtrend or in a bear market. I mm-hmm. would rather somebody if, – if somebody's only going to do it in one market, I would rather somebody dollar-cost average in a bear market than a bull market. So, no, absolutely not. That Now is the time to be dollar-cost averaging. I love that question so much.
2: Uh, Ethan Phillips said, what are, you guys, what are your guys' opinions on what it would take to start a rally if everyone is already scared of the interest
1: rates rising? It's going to take um, – It's going to take acceptance. It's going to take people accepting, okay, there's a drop going on, and letting go. And just saying, all right, look, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to hodl. That is what I think it's going to take. That's what it always takes. And we're going to end up seeing that happen eventually. People are going to end up saying, okay, fine. Fine. I won't sell. I've already sold. You know, the thing is, when you go lower on the price level eventually you knock out everybody who's ever going to get out uh, eventually you knock all the people out that are sca- that are going to get scared out of their money out of out of it and then you're left with just people that say no i'm not selling Never, I, I will never mm-hmm. sell. And then, you, and then by the by the way, once you get low enough, then the then the, then this happens. There's not as many people that can sell, so you see less selling pressure. And then as it goes lower, you see more and more people wanting to buy, and the buying pressure goes up. And eventually, you pass it a critical mass, and then you have a rally. And that's how it starts. And we have not seen that happen yet, but we're going to see it happen soon, I do believe, based on the fact of the fundamentals, because people invest, not trade. People invest based off of fundamentals, and there is quite a lot of investment going on right now.
2: You know, uh, I was thinking about it earlier today. Rebellions throughout history happen when the people who are being um, manipulated and controlled and hurt realize, hey, wait a minute, we outnumber the people that are controlling (laughs) us. Yeah, for real. And they say, you know what, even if it takes my life, I'm going to fight because I know that our side can outlast their side. Throughout the uh, financial world, at least for the last 70 years, uh, being is that we came off the gold standard. The, the minority understands that due to their position of control they can control the the majority And unfortunately there's been no good weapon or tool to fight back. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is that tool but here's the problem. Now the majority has the weapon to stop the manipulation and control of the minority or the yeah, of that minority but they're a little too afraid to use it. When people realize hold on a second, if I just sit here and hold, they can't take this away from me. If we all, as retail investors, if we all in the majority say, you know what? I'm not gonna be scared. I'm, I'm not gonna fall for these tactics. I'm not gonna fall for these, this fear mongering. I'm gonna take back control of my financial sovereignty. When all of us stand up, that's how a revolution starts. Crypto is going to have a re- revolution. The question isn't if, the question is when, why not now? Why? Absolutely. Why not now? Start the revolution of taking back control over our personal finances and stop letting the big dogs, who are really the minority, just control every move we ever make. Love it. That's uh, we drop. have one more super chat. I, I think it got cut off, so I'm gonna read what I see here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it ends with yesterday. But it just says yes. Retracing go said Bitcoin is not digital gold yet. Gold crept up, and I think he said yesterday, but again, it got cut off in the way I'm reading it. So yeah.
1: No, I mean, there's a uh, Bitcoin is a very immature market. It's worth a trillion dollars or Bitcoin's worth, you know, eight hundred billion dollars right now or whatever. seven hundred twenty eight billion. Exactly. Um, but it's still a very immature market. It will be worth ten trillion dollars one day so long as it remains the number one cryptocurrency. Which I do think it will, and uh, we have not matured yet. Gold's been around for six thousand years. We actually made a video on why Bitcoin is the new gold. Go back and watch Why Bitcoin Episode One: Why Bitcoin is the New Gold. By the way, that entire series is incredible. I'm just I'm bragging on T Shroom and Smay who have done most of the work on it. Um, And uh, Episode Four is coming out today. Bitcoin will become the new gold, but it's not there yet. I agree. Now, guys, we're gonna wrap out the stream here in just a second, but. I just wanna finish by explaining to you what this channel is all about and explaining to you why this channel was created. I created this channel November 26th uh, excuse me November 16th of 2017 and the reason I did it was because I saw an opportunity for good I saw an opportunity to take care of myself and my family and my community with the opportunities that were here in cryptocurrency and I was able to do that I was able to provide things for my family and things for my community that I wasn't able to before because of the situation that I grew up in I was able to help people that before I didn't have the resources to help I was able to help myself with things that I before that did not understand how to help myself Myself with I'm talking finance I'm talking mental health I'm talking mindset a lot of things not just money but skill set skill sets and and you know connections and, and and partnerships and I was able to help myself and I was able to help my family and I was able to help my community after I was able to do that I went on and I wanted to grow this channel because, and this was from day one as well, but then the, the, the mission really started to shift around, you know, six months into the channel's history when we had about 5,000 subscribers to, I just want to teach people because I was able to make this impact in my own life and in my family and community's life. And then I saw, wait a minute, all these people poured into me, all these entrepreneurial channels poured into me. They gave me so much information for free on YouTube that completely revolutionized my life. And I wanted to do the same thing. Let me be very clear. I did not start this channel to get a fancy car. I did not start this channel to get a fancy house. I did not start this channel to be famous. I did not start this channel for any of those reasons. Nothing wrong with that. By the way, I'm not judging anybody who wants a nice car. I like nice things myself, but that's not why this channel exists. This channel exists from the bottom of my heart. You can ask anybody who has watched this channel for a long time. This has always been my stance. I started this channel and I continue to grow this channel not to enrich myself, but to help my team of 16 people that work on this show to help you guys who watch this every single day and to serve you guys so that you can achieve financial sovereignty. What is that? Financial sovereignty is having control over your money rather than your money having control over you. And when and listen to this, this is important. This is the whole theme of the show. When the markets freak you out, when your portfolio freaks you out, tempts you to sell and leads you to anxiety. So you can't sleep at night. Your finances are in control of you. You see how that works? Your finances are in control of you. We don't want your finances to be in control of you. Your finances are supposed to serve you. You're supposed to have sovereignty over your finances. You are supposed to not be. The 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 servant of your finances. You're supposed to be the master of your finances. You're not supposed to be scared of your money. You're not supposed to be fearful that you're not going to be able to provide for your family when your when your dad's in the hospital or when your your kid wants to go to college or when you want to donate to a ministry that that that, that helps ki- uh, kids or uh, mentor kids or takes care of kids that are you know being trafficked or something. When when you have a passion, a calling on your heart, and you want to be able to financially provide for that, I want you to be able to do that. That's what we're about. Now, if you want to go out and get a Ferrari 488, or you want to go go out and get a Lamborghini Aventador S, or you want to go out and get, you know, a Gulfstream 650, I know all the fancy toys, I get it, there's nothing wrong with that at all, you get that if that's what you want, just remember that the point of this channel is to help those people that can't help themselves and to guide those people that need the guidance the same way that I did. I want you to have control over your finances because I truly believe that you're going to find fulfillment in life, not from material objects, but from living the purpose-driven life that God has called you to. That is why you need financial sovereignty because you have to be able to fund that life. That's what this channel is about. I just wanna be very clear on that. So if you're new to the channel and that message resonates with you, subscribe to the channel because I do believe that we're the number one technical analysis show on YouTube for cryptocurrencies and I genuinely care very, very deeply about you. And I had such a great time at the North American Bitcoin Conference because I got to meet each one of you. I met like 250 of you guys. I met a father and son named Raymond. Both of them are named Raymond. I met a woman named Chris. I met a guy named Guy. I met a dude named George. Not Cryptozarus, another subscriber named George. I met a guy named Dan who was a magician and showed me all kinds of stuff. I met so many people. In fact, I think Dan did a, uh, did a super chat. I care about you guys and I care about you deeply. I care about you so much that there are so many times that I have forfeited things that I wanted off scammer and I don't talk about it that much because I don't want to go out and brag that's not what I'm trying to do but there are plenty of times where I've said you know what I'm not going to get this thing for myself I'm not going to do this trip I'm not going to do x y and z because that would not be in service to you guys I care about you I really do I love you I want you to succeed that is my heart that is the heart of our team if that message resonates with you subscribe to the channel and follow us on our social media at crypto jeb we're all over the place that's all we got for you today. Tim, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it out?
2: That's it. I, I just echo everything he just said. Uh, that, that is the heart of this team. And if you come in, pro- I promise you, come in every single day, you'll never see us go against what he just said.
1: Amen to that. If you enjoyed today's video, hit that like button. If you disliked the video, dislike it twice. So we know you really hated the video. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video.
0: Oh, I got a real good feeling. Got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJab. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at Macfee Media.